great to get away and to be in a place and a space where we can connect with God. And that's what we're doing each and every Sunday here as we are in this series on the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. And we're looking at these amazing truths that Jesus shared while he was teaching from a mountainside. But instead of just hearing the sermon and reading the words of Scripture, we get to dive deeper. We get to have a conversation with Jesus and say, what's behind that? Help us understand. And what we've seen throughout this whole series is that Jesus is talking about a new kingdom, a kingdom that's upside down, and that, the, that life in the kingdom of God doesn't work the way life works in everyday life in this world. But when we live according to his principles, he takes things and he turns them upside down. And so we've been looking at all kinds of aspects of life, and today we're going to look at the next section in that amazing sermon. Throughout the series, I've gotten to teach a few of the, the messages, and we've had some of our other pastors here on staff, and, and the week before last, my father-in-law, uh, my father-in-law, my dad, my dad preached. <laughs> Sometimes I, you know, don't remember my dad, apparently. My dad shared a message, and, uh, you know, my dad's 80 years old, has some amazing experiences, and, and brings that into, into what we're learning. And today, we're going to have someone sharing who's 63 years younger than my dad, and so we get this privilege of being a church, and, and this morning we're going to hear in just a moment from, from Noah Burris. Noah, you can come up, up here already if you want. Hey, welcome Noah here to Meadow Park's platform. Noah, it's good to have you up here. Noah, um, a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, he filled in for us on, on the drums and, and uh, just noticed something uh, different about him and his spirit and the way that he was worshiping and, and leading us even um, as he's playing his instrument. And we had some conversation, and he says not only does he enjoy music and playing lots of different instruments, but that he also has a passion to share the Word of God and that God is uh, preparing him and calling him into ministry and wanting to do that. And he said he wants to preach and at some time, and we ended up setting up an internship with, uh, with Noah this summer, and so he's been here, and we said, let's preach. Let's do that. Meadow Park is a warm and a welcoming place to develop and grow, and, um, and God's placed the message on Noah's heart, and he's going to share with us this morning the next section of the Sermon on the Mount. So, Noah, take it Thank away. Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to be here this morning. Thank you, Mark, um, for this opportunity. <laughs> this is so surreal. Like, I'm, like, kind of blown away right now. My heart's racing so fast. <laughs> But as he said, my name is Noah Burris. I'm 17 years old, so kind of a difference between Mark's dad and me. But um, a little bit about myself. I spent a lot of time with music. I play drums, guitar, piano, um, sing. I do all that stuff, and I love it so much. And I actually own a landscaping company um, to make my money, so I kind of do a very odd spectrum. Music and then mowing and mulching kind of doesn't go together. I have a beautiful girlfriend, Sophia, here. Um, she's going to Tiffin University. She's going to play soccer there and study education. Got all my friends here. Got this front row. Got all my family. Thank you guys for coming. And as I preach, like, if you hear something you like, I want you guys to be verbal. Like, shout, yeah, amen, hallelujah, because that'll get me into it. That'll get my adrenaline going. And I just feel this super heavy call to preach. And I know... I'm a little out there with my worship, and I like jumping and clapping, and, but I just feel that's where, what I'm supposed to do in that time. I feel God is calling me to do that stuff, and I feel like he's also calling me to preach and be a, a vessel for him and what he has to share to y'all. And so we've been talking about the Sermon on the Mount, and we are in Matthew chapter 6 today. We've talked about this idea of an inverse kingdom. And today, I feel like I have one of the coolest parts of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, treasure and worry. And a lot of people don't understand, like, 
why does he link those two together? Why is treasure linked to worry? And some of, so before I get into this, I want you guys to think. Make a pen on what do you treasure? And then on the flip side, what are you also worrying about? What are worries in your life? And to understand this, we have to understand what Jesus says about it. So we're going to jump in to scripture. We are in chapter 6, verse 19. So I like what Mark did the other week where I'm not going to put up on the screen, but I want you guys to act like you're on the mountain with Jesus. So picture my voice as Jesus talking to you guys on the mountain. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and eat them. And thieves, and thieves will not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desire of your heart will also be. Your eyes like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. When your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if that light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you're going to hate one and love the other. And you will, despise, you will be devoted to one, but despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Let's pray. Jesus, we just invite you here. We know you've been all over this service already, but God, I pray that your presence continues to flow in this place. Use me so that people can hear what you have for them so they don't hear my voice, but they hear yours. Be with us, guide us, and hope that they don't shut my mic off because I'm not doing too good. In your name, we pray, amen. So this is my first... What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is my first time preaching. And I know that it might be weird that I'm kind of talking about money a little bit to you guys when I'm kind of younger. But I don't want you guys to feel like I'm pressuring you with money and giving to the church and give your bank account or any of that stuff. But as we read this part, I feel like there are a lot of points that God or that Jesus makes in this passage on how we should live our lives and how we can live a spirit-filled life. So don't raise your hand, because it might be awkward, but have you guys ever had problems with money? Have you guys ever been enslaved to money? Have you guys ever treasured the wrong part of money? And I don't think treasure is necessarily always money. It can be, it can, it can be money, it can be love, relationships, hobbies. I know some people have boats, you may treasure your boat, you may treasure your car, your phone, but in, verse cha but, in but in verse 19, Jesus says, don't store your treasures on earth. Now, we don't really deal with moths coming and destroying ourselves and destroying us or, or rust coming in and devouring everything because we can control that now. We don't have these moths. But I think Jesus is kind of saying all this earthly possessions that we have can fade. And I have this iPhone in my pocket, and I think everyone has a smartphone, and if you're not, you're kind of behind time a little bit. <laughs> I know we're at older, an older congregation, so it's all right, but. <laughs> that split the room. <laughs> but we start out our day at 100%. 
But if we had this phone for five, maybe six years, by 10 o'clock, it's already at 30%. Why? Because this stuff is earthly, it all fades. And to understand, or to place our treasure in heaven and to understand that concept, we have to understand what Jesus treasures. So to place our treasures in heaven, we have to understand what Jesus treasures. And Jesus treasures people. How do, how do we know that? What is the only thing that I mentioned, and I may not have even mentioned it, that goes to heaven with us when we die? None of our boats, none of our cars, none of our phones are going to come up to heaven with us. It's us, our souls. And what we did with our time on earth matters when we make it into heaven. So then how, with all of these treasures that we have, how do we place them into people? How do I use my money to place into people? And to me, I think time is also a super big treasure. Spending time investing into people, not dealing with toxic relationships. Getting into relationships that are gonna build your heart up, that are gonna be a treasure to you, that you can learn from, that you can be devoted to. And then we jump into verse 21. And it says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Wherever your treasure is, your heart's gonna follow. And we've been talking about that inverse kingdom or the upside down kingdom that we've been talking about. And I think a lot of people think or have heard, wherever your heart is, your treasure's gonna follow. But Jesus is saying, wherever that treasure is, whether it's money, relationships, all that stuff, wherever that is, your heart is gonna follow. And to put it in an analogy, have you guys heard of um, that cryptocurrency stuff? So, oh yeah, some people are. So it's this new kind of currency that people use instead of like actual handheld money. It's all like digital and stuff. I don't know too much about it. But someone like me can hear about it on the news and see that like, oh, people are making so much money off of crypto, they're getting into it, or oh, they just lost $100,000. <laughs> There's a very different side to it. But you know, someone like me, I'm not invested into it because I haven't put any money into it. But someone who puts $100, $200, $300 into it, they're now checking the app every day. Am I making money? Am I losing money? Their heart is invested into it. I'm now engaged and I'm fully invested into this thing because what is in there? My money. My treasure is in to this to this currency. So now I care if I'm losing money. And I'm not saying that you can't do that, but that's just the way. Wherever your treasure is, your heart's gonna be. I'm not gonna be so devoted to this and not have anything into it, there's no point. That inverse kingdom. And we can invest our time and our money into things that are even better than that. We, me and Mark were talking about the sponsoring a kid. We have these kids in these third world countries who need our help, they need our money. They need our treasure, they need our time, they need our investment, they need our money. That's a way that we can do this in a good way. So now, we may hear about it, oh, that's cool, but the person next to me is gonna invest in someone, so I don't really need to. But now we're invested into this child, we, matter, we care about this kid. We want them to see them grow, we want them to see them prosper. But now Jesus goes down into verse 24, and he says, no one can serve two masters. 
for you will hate one and love the other. You're going to be devoted to one, but despise the other. You cannot serve God and serve money or be enslaved to money. And I never thought, maybe it's just because I never dealt with money a whole lot, but I've never thought of it as being a master. I never thought as putting money up with God and kind of them on the same level. But when people, and like the possession of money doesn't, is not bad. I'm not saying if you have any sort of money that you're not right with God and that you haven't been serving God. But it's when we begin to worry more about our money, that's when we can worry less about God. We're asking God, or we're not asking God to bless our finances and we're more devoted into doing it ourselves, getting away from God. And making anything your master, Jesus says, I'm the only God, you cannot put anything higher than me. And so when people make sin their treasure, then they can lose the desire of heaven. When we put this, these things, this money, even if it's not money, you're enslaved to other things. When you make that your treasure, you're going to lose what Jesus has for you. Because you're not spending time in the word. You're not spending time focused on what God has for you. And that's why, and a lot of people probably asked when I read that, why? Why can't I love money and love God? It's because eventually we're going to love one, or we need to love God, and we may love the other one over God. So then we jump in, and I, when I said that, when I was talking about that, I mentioned the word worry. And Jesus hasn't said that yet, but right here in verse 25 is when he jumps into that. And he said, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. So they're on this mountainside and he says, look, and he says, look at these birds up here. They don't plant or harvest food or store in barns for your heavenly father feeds them and aren't you far more valuable to me than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life. And why worry about clothing? Look at the lilies in the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have such little faith? Why are these birds not fearing? These little creatures, why do they have more faith than me? Why do I fear about where my food's gonna come from? Because they know, they know that God has blessed them. They know that they, at the end of the day, they will be taken care of. And this reminds me of a song, and I have the lyrics up here. It's called Sparrows. And it says, the sparrows not worried about tomorrow or the troubles to come. The lily's not thinking about the seasons, the drought, or the flood. And a tree that's planted by the water isn't phased by the fire, so why should I be? Because you take good care of me. You know what I need before I even ask a thing. 
and you hold me in your hands with a kindness that never ends. I'm carried in your love no matter what the future brings. You take good care of me. And all this time, we get worried about if God is gonna provide. What does that song just say? It's not up there anymore. Can you guys throw that lyric back up? What does that song say? Before I even asked a thing, before I even had to come to you, God, you've provided, you knew what I needed. Why do we have such little faith? And I love that part when he says, and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are. This is Jesus' creation he's talking about, or God's creation of these birds and these flowers. And he says, you're more valuable to him than they are. You are above God's creation. And I feel like someone in here needs that refresher this morning, that you are loved. You are God's son and you are God's daughter. He died for you. We're talking about the same God who went to the grave and rose again. That's the same God that can come over your finances. He can come over any other worry in your life. We need to quit the worry and focus on Jesus. Give everything to him. He's gonna provide. We're, we, and just like we sang, we know how this story ends. We know how this story ends. Why are we still worrying? Why do we have little faith? So I was driving on 315 the other day, and I'm, I'm coming home from the church, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm, I like to eat a lot, but, yeah. <laughs> Kyle knows exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm driving home, and I've, I'll admit, I'm speeding, I'm in, the, I'm in the fast lane, I'm wanting to get home, and 315, a 55, like, who goes 55? Like, that's... <laughs> 55 mm. and so I'm driving and I look in my rear view mirror and I see that charger looking car and I'm like Ugh, a trooper is about to pull me over of course I'm not going 55 I'm not lame and so I get so worried and I'm so focused on this back here that I end up staring at it and just wondering, I'm gonna see those blue lights soon, like I'm done, I'm not 18 yet, so I'm definitely gonna get my license taken. My mom and dad are here and they've never heard this story, so <laughs> <laughs> And you guys know that Life, that Life 360 app? My grandpa sits on that all day. <laughs> Where is no going? It is 11 o'clock at night. So he probably already knows this, but. <laughs> And so I'm going and I'm just so focused on this that when I look up, I'm two lanes over from where I originally started about to hit the car to my right. And I'm thinking to myself, if he's not pulling me over because of my speed, he's for sure gonna pull me over because I am not looking like I'm awake. And so I'm starting to shake and sweat. I sweat a lot, like I kinda have a problem with that. Like I'm drenched right now. <laughs> And I'm two lanes over, and I'm just shaking, I'm sweating, and the car gets closer, closer, and closer, and I realize it's not even a trooper, it's just a regular charger. 
And I'm like, oh, I spent so much time worrying. And for one, if you drive that car and you have that little flashlight thing on your car, get a new car. It's not cool. You're tricking everybody. Everybody's worried. <laughs> and two, I was so focused on what was behind me that I could have missed what was right in front of me. And how many times in our life are we so worried about what's behind us or even in front of us that we can miss what God has right in front of us? God's saying invest. Invest in right now. Invest into what I have for you right now. And a lot of the times we miss it. We let another day go by because we're worried we're not treasuring the right things. So then we're gonna pick up in verse 30, and he says, why do you have such little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying what are we gonna eat, what are we gonna drink, what are we gonna wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Just like I just said earlier, he knows all that I need. He's taken good care of me. He's always gonna take good care of me. And so Jesus keeps saying, I care for you, I love you. Like, why are you still having little faith? Why? And it's because when we worry, it's an indicator that we aren't fully trusting God. When we worry, it's an indicator that we don't fully trust God. And that convicts me just as much as it might convict you guys. Spending all this time in worry. So think of, so, like just, so Jesus just said, all that worry isn't gonna add a single moment to your life. So imagine from the time that you're born until the time that you go be with Jesus in heaven. How many hours and days you spend worrying? All that adds up to one time. Imagine how many days that is that we spend worrying. And he says, does that even add a single moment to life? That's crazy. We spend days, hours, some of us weeks, worrying about something. And in the end, it all works out. We see the other side and we're still so worried about it. So when we worry, it's an indicator that we aren't fully trusting God. And in 1 Peter 5, 7, so fear and worry is said all throughout Scripture. This isn't just the only part that Jesus talks about fear. He says in 1 Peter 5, 7, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Another translation might say, give your anxieties to God because he cares. So in all life, when everything in this world seems to be failing, you know, some people might be struggling with this over here, and then there's this and this and this. I'm gonna give this side to God, and I'm gonna try to take this on my own. Raise your hand if that's ever worked for you. <laughs> Nobody. And if you are, there's an altar call here in about 10 minutes, and you get done. <laughs> We can't do it on our own. There is no way that we can do this on our own. Give all your anxieties, not some of them, not this one or that one, all of them. 
And you might be saying, Noah, well, my spouse just got cancer. Noah, that loved one that I relied on just died. Noah, you just don't get it. I lost my job in COVID and I can't recover. I can't find something that's gonna help me and gonna sustain me. How, and like, some of y'all might be thinking, what am I gonna wear? What am I gonna eat? Where am I gonna live? I can't pay my rent this week or this month. There's all these things in our life that we worry about. And I don't know what it is that you're dealing with, but this is what Jesus says on how to relieve all that. In verse 33, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And so to remove worry from your life, you must seek the kingdom of God above anything else. Nothing can be up there. And I kind of miss this, but Jesus also says to live righteously. Be devoted to what you're coming to on Sunday. Because I know Sunday we're all doing this stuff, but by Monday we're back to where we were because we're not living the way that Jesus calls us to live. So you might be saying, okay, Noah, so you're saying don't worry. You said, if I seek after God, I'm not gonna worry. But how do I seek after God? I don't know what else to do. Get in Jesus' word. Meditate on his word. Be praying, be in prayer. That is an easy step on how live a spirit-filled life. And you might be saying, well, what do I read? Read this. This is my kind of call to you guys. Read this passage of scripture every day this week. It's Matthew chapter six. You guys can write it down or put it in your phones. Matthew chapter six, verse 19 to 34. Read it, soak in it all week. I've been soaking in this for six weeks, trying to catch everything that I can. There's so much in this passage of, 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 uh, of, of scripture. Pray, God, I need you. I can't keep worrying about what's gonna come. I just need to worry about today. I give you today. God, I'm done carrying the burden of my sin. I'm done carrying the burden of my worry. Help me. That's, that's it. That's all you gotta say. It's not some super cool movement that we're doing. You don't have to say all these fancy words like Mark talked about. We don't have to do that. We just come to God as we are. And so in every day in life, there are multiple opportunities that we take as humans to spend our time, our money, our treasures, and our investment into temporal things. Not the things of God. Not the thing that Jesus calls us to. I just said Jesus treasures people. Bless people. Spend time with people, invest in them. Put your focus on God first above all else and see what that does to your worry. So I'm, I'm gonna invite the worship team up here. And just imagine what this world would look like if all we did was put our faith, 
our worry and our trust in to Jesus. And the definition of faith is complete trust or confidence in something. If we had complete trust, complete confidence in the one who created us, what would that do to us? What would that do to our church? We are in one of the biggest cities in the country. That means there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that still don't know Jesus and still aren't seeking after him. We should be people who want to do that. We should be using our treasures to give to these people. And you may be saying, I don't have anything to give. Give your time. Pray with people. Text somebody. Pray, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you today. I'm praying for you today. And so we're gonna sing a song and it's called Build My Life. And it says, I will build my life. I'll put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken. And I know that not everybody worships the way that I worship. Not everybody feels that as much as I feel it. And that's fine, I'm not asking you to worship like that. But don't miss an opportunity. I, and I, I don't know what you guys are going through, but I want everybody to sing these lyrics. If you need to kneel, kneel. If you need to come up front and just, we'll have, we'll have people down here to pray with you. Don't miss another opportunity to give your life to God. We don't have to wait any longer. Quit the worry and focus on God. Put your trust in him alone and we won't be shaken. Jesus, we love you so much. Thank you for this opportunity to be in your house. God, we don't want our worry to consume us anymore. We're done worrying about tomorrow. We're done worrying about our past. God, we want you and you only. Give us the faith to be all about you, to seek you over everything else. God, you are so good, and we thank you so much. And it's your precious name, amen. Let's stand in worship and confidence.